You're listening to Battle Training, a podcast by Sean P. Keenan found at gettingtogod.com. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul. This podcast is part of a series called Stages of Faith, in which I talk about all of the stages I personally went through and the general order I went through them. You can get the entire series free at gettingtogod.com forward slash stages. We spend lifetimes relying on our own judgment, our own strategies and, and ideas about how to get through some of the best things and some of the worst. And we go through varying degrees of how much we rely on ourselves, how much we rely on other people, and how much we rely on God. Sometimes we rely completely on our own ideas and never invite God in to be part of our lives. Sometimes we rely on Him a little bit or a lot. It depends on how we've been raised, how we've been living, and how we've been tested. So when I got into this part of my life, this stage of faith, where I started picking apart the opposition I face, I had one of the hardest lessons in faith I've ever had. To learn to rely on God, Christ, the Holy Ghost, and those that work for them more than I rely on myself. When it comes to battle and fighting what the world and the devil bring on, they fight within a certain system. They strategize over the standard physical and psychological warfare. And while I can often work with those things in my own mind and body, there's another element to that that I can't handle myself. That's the spiritual side. So yes, as crazy as it can sound, spiritual battle is real, as intense and as potentially devastating as any other form of hostility. It's like the little electrons you're using right now to take in this information. Usually, you can't look down into the device that you're using, but inside, those little electrons are traveling around by the millions. They're doing a dance that would probably mesmerize you if you could see it. The light of the screen, the buttons you press, the sounds and sights that come out of this thing you're looking at, they're all based on a symphony of hidden movement that you can't detect. And the world your spirit connects to and draws from is the same way. There's also a symphony, a dance of constant modules and mechanisms that function without our knowing it. I used to work in the field of electronics and mechanics. Now I'm more of a hobbyist, tinkering with circuits and machines, but I used to do it professionally. I worked among people who were like me, professionally. We got to constantly see the inside of electromechanical devices. I know all about the parts that are in that thing you're using right now and how they guide electricity and mechanics and doing what you're doing with it, listening to this podcast. But remember I said I don't work in the world of electronics and mechanics anymore. One of the reasons I left the industry was the dishonesty I saw. It happened a lot. One example was a repair shop I worked in. After fixing anything, the technicians had to have the boss come in and approve the repair before we would close up the unit. And one day, the first time I ever witnessed this somewhat standard practice in the repair world, the boss looked at my work and said, hang on. He walked out of the room came back with some new parts and said, here, put these in. I told him the parts he was holding were not needed, and he said, I know that. 
but the customer doesn't. I saw things like that a lot. Like the time I was properly installing a car stereo. When the boss saw me soldering the connections so I could make them nice and strong, he told me to just twist the wires together and tape them. I told him it would eventually fall apart. He said it didn't matter because by the time it does fall apart, the warranty will be up and the customer will have to come back and pay us to repair it. In reality, when it comes to the spiritual world, we are like those customers in the crooked shops that I worked in. Spiritually, we're just the end users who don't fully understand what's, what's happening inside the device or what the entire system really needs. God is the engineer, and the devil is the repair technician who tells the customer they have to pay extra because he's lying about what's being done on the inside. And as long as we don't work with that reality, we're likely to be taking our systems to the wrong place, the wrong shop, where they don't want what's best for us. And like the repair person who overcharges you for a job and then hands your item back with a big juicy smile, the devil is also repackaging his brand of deception and delivering it with a warm, friendly greeting that, by the way, turns on a dime. So without training, by studying and practicing what the manual says and what God tells us, we're often paying for things we shouldn't pay for. And by the way, when I say manual, I mean the manual to life, that is, the Bible. Check out my podcast called Back to the Manual, and the article on my website called The Bible, What Is It and How Do I Read? Um, you can find those easiest by going to the little search box at the bottom of my website or going to the search link at the top of the website and typing in Back to the Manual. And then once you find that, you can go back there and type in The Bible, What Is It and How Do I Read? Once I learned that I was not able to see enough of the battlefield to drive my own fight by myself, this great big internal battle started inside me. Humans are, are creatures of habit. It's basic psychology. I am, of course, the same way. So after spending decades of trying to fight off bad influence, my way, I spent some time trying God's ways. And even though I saw his ways work every time I did them right, I still had to fight my own habits and things like my thoughts and pride. But this is not preschool. And as adults, we don't have much time to spend on the learning curve, especially lately. Especially as Christians, and in, in even more especially for anyone who wants to make a life out of ministry. So in this stage of faith, I found myself in a spiritual boot camp. And I quickly learned that I have a choice. Rely on my own constantly failing ways or rely on God's system, tried and true. And what I found was just mind-blowing that my system didn't work, but God's does. I spent some time waxing and waning. No, I didn't wax my legs or anything like that. Although maybe if they were smoother, never mind. What I did was a bit of a push and pull, an ebb and flow, as I said in another podcast, rebellion then falling in line some moments i worked with my more arrogant selfish ways and some i worked with gods and it was incredibly hard to let go of my constant thoughts about using my own ways to protect myself and my family from bad moments it was excruciating 
to allow someone else in the driver's seat went against almost every instinct I had. I found myself in moments saying things to God like, if you're not going to protect this family, I will. But I realized that kind of thought always came from not completely giving God's promises a chance. I often started trying to do things by the manual, being the Bible, then dropping back out and into my own ways as things got tough. But finally, at some point, I got logical and kept reminding myself that my defenses were short-term and, in the grand scheme of things, they were ineffective. I finally realized, for every problem I used my own worldly defenses on, there would be a thousand more waiting behind it. I had to go for the root of the system, and for that, I had to rely on someone smart enough to work with an entire universe. God. So when I finally let go of my old ways of thinking and my pride, the the results were unbelievable. That armor Paul talks about in Ephesians. Well, let me just read it to you. Ephesians 6.12-17 through 17, Quote, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Unquote. The more I went with these instructions, the more certain things that are promised in the Bible started happening. Sleep got better. Relationships got better. Many annoyances were bothering me less and less. I started to minister and help people in droves. My prayers became more and more effective. I started having dreams where God was speaking to me. And there was more rest and more peace. So many things changed for the better and fast too. I felt more like a spiritual leader and less like a failing child. My battles got deeper and bigger as any higher trained soldier gets put in more serious situations. But the blessings became more abundant and my faith grew by leaps and bounds because the situations in my life became more and more parallel with the Bible. The ways I could relate to people in the manual, like apostles, those connections grew stronger and more numerous. And so it seems, I made it through basic battle training. Of course, I'll always be learning how to fight more intricately as I read more of the Bible and listen to my Heavenly Father. But I did it. I broke what I believe is one of the biggest barriers to stronger faith. And again, I found proof of something I say about faith a lot. That the rewards always outweigh the sacrifices. You've been listening to Battle Training, a podcast by Sean P. Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. The next chapter in this series is called Trusting the Bible. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul.